Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 50 years ago. The front porch is a strange place to start a business. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We are still family owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. We have a lot of great resources to share, including some free CE and free product webinars this week. Make sure you check out our schedule at toscano.com forward slash webinars. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Good morning, Dana. How you feeling? Good morning, Nicole. I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm fantastic. But folks, Dana completed her marathon and, you know, like the extravagant person that she is, she was a total bad, you know what? ASS no. and did fantastic. Maybe. Oh, stop <laughs> it. I mean, no, I, I mean, I, I, I'm very happy with the way I did it. It's been four years since my last one. Is it? Um, was it really four years? Yeah, because 19 was the last. I was supposed oh, to do it in 2020, and then it's got oh, deferred that's... till now. So I think that was my extra stressor, you know, when you mm-hmm. have that kind of a gap in between. And yeah. Um, but yeah, I was happy. It was the first time I like, took it in. I'm telling everyone third time's a charm. I, uh, I took some good advice from someone here in the office and said, try to take it all in as you could. And you know what? That's what I did. I actually pulled out my phone. I took some pictures as I'm running. It's not like I stopped. My only <laughs> stopping was trying to get drinks in cause it was hot. But, um, other than that, I was just running and, you know, even videos, I'm thinking people watch this, they'll be nauseous. <laughs> I never <laughs> But I enjoyed it. I'm happy. I do want to thank Nicole and all my friends, family, all the coworkers, and my husband that tolerated me for everything. So without <laughs> all that, it it all really does help. So here we are. And I will say, I'm glad it's over. So <laughs> I mean, I, I have to admit, like, it was great. But the part of me, it's like, okay, a little breathing room. So right. On to the Definitely. next thing. So yeah, yeah, good stuff. So thank you. Yeah. Of course. I'm super proud of you. So I totally stalked Dana while she was running. I was, you know, <laughs> checking out her times per mile and what she was doing and um, such an inspiration. You know, you did a great job at remaining consistent in your speed and with the heat being a factor, which wasn't expected, like right. being hot and humid for this race in October, it was the last thing I thought would have happened. So um, you know, kudos to you. You definitely prepared because you trained in all kinds of weather for it. So your body easily adjusted to that. And obviously you hydrated properly. So you did everything right. But I mean, I'm just watching Dana on my app as she's going, I was like obsessed. Like, I'm like, okay, where's she at? Where's she at? So it was, well, it was great to watch. I, I did. I, I'll tell I'll share with you. I felt really badly because I know I heard my phone going off. I, and my part of my taking it all in, I said, I'm not going to turn any of my headphones on for at least a few miles, see how it goes. And I, I knew I'd see, you know, first five, six, I was embracing it all. I knew I'd see my family around 10 and then mm-hmm. again around mile 16. So I'm like, you know what, at 10, I still didn't have them on. And then I kept sucking in all the energy from at the fans then I was close to 16. I'm like, well, I'm going to see him at 16, maybe after that. And honestly, just every mile, the fans, everything that's going on, the bands, the everything, the sights, 
I never turned them on. So like I could hear my phone like dinging, but like I didn't know what was going on, which was fine too, you know. So Nicole was amazing. She was literally texting me like, you're killing it. Great job. You got this. And I didn't read any of them. My apologies, Nicole. Thank you for the support. It was fantastic. You're a sweetheart for following. But uh, but yeah, that was I was shocked myself. I never, never turned them on. So that's another thing I guess you could say. I took it all in. So. <laughs> well, what I will say in my text messages, my tone was appropriate. I was certainly communicating yes. what I wanted to say quite clearly in my opinion. However, since we're talking about email etiquette today, this is I'm trying to make a segue. I'm really nice, trying. Very <laughs> nice. That's very good. It um, was. It was very okay. appropriate. All right, Exclamation thanks. points, capital letters. <laughs> Lots of swearing, positive swearing. But that's all right. There is such thing as positive swearing, people. Just I'm not positive. saying in yeah. work emails, possibly. No. But, <laughs> but anyways, you know. We've all been on the receiving end of an email where we're picking up on a tone. We think there's a tone. There may not actually be a tone. Or, you know, we get the email that's all capitals or people have a ridiculous amount of exclamation points. So, you know, in in our professional lives, we need to, or personal too, because I mean, we text all the time. And I saw a really funny meme the other day. It said, you know, we're at the point in life where, you know, we send our most important communication via text and allow tone and perception to really screw it up. Like we should really be picking up the phone for some of these things we're sending to people. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've all been on the receiving end of communication where we're going, I cannot believe this person wrote this like this, or they put it in print this way, or, you know, what's their problem today? You know, I know there's some folks who write in caps, and they don't realize when you're writing in cap to somebody, you're like shouting at them. Feels so, like it, right? It does, right? So there's Why are you this, yelling at me? I know. There's this guy that my husband works with, and he told him straight up the first week they started working together, he goes, Okay, I'm gonna tell you, I'm a lazy typer. I type in all caps. I'm not shouting at you. I'm just a lazy typer. And that is how he communicates internally. But, you know, it's it's just kind of funny because I still think there's people out there that don't realize that that means you're shouting at somebody. But, you know, how do you dig through an email where you think there's a tone, like, but you're not 100% sure if there's a tone, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to the perception of the other party. So how do you avoid doing that? Dana, any tips? Well, I think with time and the longer you do it, you you find a way of rewording things. I find myself, you know, things come in and if you misread it, if you read it incorrectly, you might start. I've done this. I still do this. I might start typing. Maybe aggressively is not the right word, but in a sterner tone. Mm. And then before and my trick is I don't when I hit reply, I take their email out and then (laughs) I'll just kind of reread it and I'll readjust and fix the tone in the email. Because sometimes even just typing the way I might feel about how they sent it to me Mm -hmm. and then taking a breather and redoing it, it just feels better. Like, you know how they say, talk it out and then you feel better. If you have, maybe you have to have a tough conversation, you might have to get the emotional side out of it and was to Mm -hmm. somebody else. And then, you know, get back at it more in a realistic professional way. It's kind of the same thing in email. I feel like I'll type out the way I really want to say it, but make sure you don't send it. And then I'll (laughs) kind of 
<laughs> rampant. That's kind of what I do because it's yeah. like once I type it out, like, and then I, I sometimes take a step back, and sometimes people are just trying to provide you facts, and it doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to be, you know, aggressive or mean or anyway. So right. I maybe sometimes say, just calm down, Dana. But yeah. you know, there are times where they are being blatantly rude, and and oh, yes. know, those are the times you really need to take that extra effort to to come back. In a proper manner. You don't have to right. reciprocate it exactly the way they're doing it. Because that's not professional. Yeah. It's not. And, you know, one thing that I share with my team pretty often is try not to use the word you because you're really pushing blame. And, you know, people can get, I mean, walls go up, you get defensive because you feel like you have to defend yourself because someone's pointing out you, 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 you did, you didn't, da, 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 da. So changing that and not using those words is definitely something that can help. But I do this, the three rule, like you said, like I'll get it out first in print. I work in a word document because the worst thing that can possibly happen True. is you accidentally send the first one. Like, oh man. Um, <laughs> but I do try to do the three rule. And I also, you know, lean on a friend, like you said, Dana, talk it out, get the emotions out to somebody. But, you know, when I'm really working on something that I'm trying to make sure I don't have, you know, a tone coming across, even if I am feeling that way, I don't want my tone to come across to this person who would remain professional. I will lean on a friend to actually read what I wrote and say, hey, you know, I don't even give them the backstory. Take a look at this. Does this sound like there's a tone behind it or anything like that? So that's been really helpful for me. We are humans. We are filled with emotions. And sometimes it's really hard to shelve them. Um, you know, I think you get better over time. But when something's really bothering you and getting under your skin, we just want to take a step back and make sure we're going through these things. Now, I am the queen of bullets. Like if I need something back from somebody or I want to make my point super clear and not sound like she, I try to do bullets. It also makes it easier for the other party to read it, absorb it. You know, everyone speed reads now. And I like to use bullets to know exactly what I'm expecting from them for whatever's next or, you know, me trying to explain a series of whatever happened or things of that nature. So I love using bullets. And Dana, I know you have to collect a lot of information from people as an underwriter. You know, you have to go back to people because they forgot X, Y, Z. Is that something that you've started to use to help people know exactly what to send back? Like how... How is that going for you? Like what works best? Yeah. I mean, especially when you're trying to gather a lot of information and sometimes with, you know, when we're underwriting some of these risks, like there is a lot of extra information we're going to ask. So bullet points kind of get to the point, you know, before we can move forward, we'll preface it with something we would, we really need, we have to get the following information and start using bullet points that way. Mm -hmm. And I still think we're still pretty courteous in, in things, of course, when we're requesting the information. I also wanted to share um, how tone can kind of change over a course of a couple emails. Mm. Um, sometimes there's, you know, whenever we're requesting, we, we are requesting something and there's multiple emails back and back and back and yeah. the answers are not being answered or there's some miscommunication first. It's like, okay, I understand there might be some miscommunication and then we'll say it again. 
in another polite way. Now, if it happens two or three or four times, you know, I, I might have to get a little bit more assertive in my wording. It's not going to be rude, but it's going to be very to the point of <laughs> this is what we need. And I, 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 I do feel there's a need for that at some point. And now it takes a while. I'm not saying this is all the time, but hey, you know, we've discussed this a few times. And at this point, this is what we need before we can move forward. I look forward to hearing back from you, you know, once you receive this information. Right. And it's still professional, but now we're getting down to the point. I can't do anything until you get me this, you know, kind of thing. I've tried to say it politely five <laughs> times and, you know, I don't, I don't know how else to say it either. There's been times it's on the phone and via email and then mm-hmm. still coming back. So I will share, there's a time to get a little bit more, I guess, assertive if that's the word, but it's still, you have to be professional about it, you know? No expletives, <laughs> you know, <laughs> keep it PG. Right. So. For sure. Right. You know, I, I received an email a couple of weeks ago from um, a client that was upset and I was really taken back that this went into print the way that it did. This is another thing that I just, um, it, it kind of shocks me sometimes when you put something in writing, it's permanent. It is absolutely permanent. When you send an email, it's permanent. So really think before you send things. This person was extremely out of line and very unprofessional. And I dropped it in the file because I want to remember this, you know, use this as an example with my own team. This is what you don't do. This right here is exactly what you don't do. So how do you feel about emojis and professional emails, Dana. Let's have that discussion. I mean, if if it's, I don't really see it too much. I will give our agents a lot of credit. Every blue moon, if it's like uh, towards the end of something, it went really well. And then they just send me a smiley thing. Just <laughs> says, yeah, okay. I'm not going to be that upset. Is it that professional? No, but it's, is it happening all the time? No. So, okay. If it right. was all the time, every single email, it's, it's a lot. That's mm-hmm. not acceptable. I don't think in the workplace, that's not what they're for, <laughs> you know, right. like, you know, if you're with, you know, doing little communications between your teammates and that's what you want, that's fine. But again, professionally, I really don't necessarily see the need for that all the time. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. Those rare occasions. Excuse me. So it really does depend on your relationship with the person too. Like if this is someone you're super close with and you know, you don't want to be dropping emojis in every line, but you know, like let's, we're going to talk about football. We have to, because the Eagles and the Cowboys are playing this weekend. So we have to talk about football. Uh So anyway, I was talking with an agent and they know I'm a huge Eagles fan. Long story short, you know, we were going back and forth. And at the end of the communication, I put an eagle emoji and a football emoji. And, you know, that started a whole other separate conversation. But, you know, it was, we have that relationship. If I'm not going to do this with somebody I don't know, they're going to be like, what the heck is she doing? Why did she put a smiley face at the end of this communication? That's weird. So, you know, I just, there's a time and a place for it. And it really has to do with relationship. I kind of want to back up a second. You know how you said, you know, when you get into back and forth communications, when someone's just not sending you what you're asking for and you have to write it in a different way to get them to pay attention, read it. Number one, I think we're all guilty of not fully reading things before we respond. And that causes um, 
communication barriers and frustration levels, things to that nature. Agreed, right, Dana? Agreed. Yes, 100%. We all do it. We're all guilty of it. We work fast-paced and it shouldn't happen, but it does. So we have to remind them. When we have to go back and forth and we both have runner's cough, it's happening. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) When we have to go back and forth and ask for something multiple times or like the communication just doesn't seem to be working in print. I am a huge advocate of picking up the stinking phone mm-hmm. because I don't want my tone to start coming through that I'm being frustrated and really want to say, could you please read? Yes. <laughs> so I'll pick up the phone and be like, hey, I think that if we talk, it would just be faster at this point. I really need this, that, and the other so I can do this. Can you please send that to me next? I think that's appropriate. Right. You know, it does take a little bit more time, but I think it's super crystal clear then. You're correct. And I've done that. And, but I I'm sharing this. I've even had the emails come back after the phone call still clear. So that's where I guess my extra level of assertiveness is coming in because not only have we emailed multiple times, we've had a conversation as well. And I thought on the phone, there was an understanding, you know, so I I get it. And it doesn't happen all the time. We've all been through it. Anybody in any profession has dealt with it. And so you just find ways of doing it and you don't have to be rude. And Nicole, I'm going to go back to your email you received that was really Mm. rude and, and, can't believe they would send something. I think the shocker is like, like you said, writing is permanent. So you got to be careful. I just would never proofread that if you really did, which some people don't. I agree. I, you have to proofread what you're about to send these. Oh, people. Yeah. You're doing a professional. That's, I mean, for many reasons, grammatical reasons, just tone, um, spelling, everything. You really should be rereading your emails before they're mm-hmm. sent. And if you read it and you translate it as a tone that you don't like, then it's likely a good perception of how they're going to take it. So maybe you do need to reword some things. And sometimes it takes a little work. And like you said, Nicole, over time, you'll get better with it. But um, that's where it's just when the people send those emails and they are very rude honestly that's what they are and yeah. just, I, I could never type that read that and send it saying I feel good about that <laughs> so yeah. but I, I know I'm not everybody and everyone's different but as as far as a professional level keep it professional you can be frustrated and come across very in a very I don't know good manner is not the right word to say but professional manner the fact that the receiving party is actually going to be willing to say oh my gosh i feel so horribly i need to do something about yeah. you know as opposed to whenever you become too aggressive and kind of screaming words in a in an email you're going to make someone very defensive and my goodness <laughs> you know right like a, yeah to deal with this person you know kind of thing so um the other thing I've been seeing this and I know people are guilty. So texting communication is a lot looser than a professional business communication. However, most of us check our emails on our phones at some point in time. And if you are replying to an email from your phone, a lot of times you can see some from my iPhone at the bottom of it, you know that, you know, they did this on their phone. I think people start to get even looser in how professional they are in communicating and you can see that. So just be mindful when you are replying on your phone, not to be replying like you do when you text, because obviously we text from our phone, but you know, that's something that I have certainly seen 
And it does make a difference in the the quality of the communication. And a lot of us are doing that because we're sitting at, you know, sports practice waiting for our kid to be done. We're doing something where we don't have all of our resources in front of us. So our communication and information we have, you know, with us may not be the best. And then that tone can come across um, because we're a little bit looser. Um, but one thing I will share, there's lots of resources to help you with this. And I'm not saying we need to cheat or we need to use artificial intelligence or anything like that. Type out what you want to do in your email, download Grammarly onto whatever device you're using. And it has in there, um, a tone factor. So it'll highlight it in yellow. If the tone seems off or not good or not professional, this is like one of my favorite things. It's like that triple quadruple check to make sure you're not coming across snarky to somebody. So I really like that. You know, not only are we looking for grammar and stuff, but that tone indicator, that can be really helpful because to us, you know, we're in the moment. This is how we're feeling. We want it to come across, right? We just may not catch that by ourselves. So, Uh you know, those key indicators can can help, but I, I like as much extra extra help as possible. So I highly recommend Grammarly. It's a plug for Grammarly. <laughs> I've accidentally like sent an email. I, I, I read it the way I, I wanted to type it. And when I reread it, I read it the same way I thought I typed it mm-hmm. and then it sent. And then I reread it after it sent and Uh-oh. I missed the one like important word that made it like, like not a, you know, a pretty oh boy. A change the tone, you know, a, yeah. just leaving out a certain word or or whatever. And I've called the, I've called them and been like, I'm really sorry. I feel like I, I, I meant to say reword this and I've apologized. Like, Hey, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're about to get an email. If you haven't read it, I really didn't mean it to come across that way because the, when I reread, I'm like, Oh no, I forgot. You know what, you know what I mean? Those certain words that change the tone or mm-hmm. if you remove them, it, it's a whole other meaning. I'm just like, oh, geez, everyone has those days. We all mm-hmm. do our best. It's funny when you reread something and your mind still reads it the way you thought you typed it. I love mm-hmm. those days. That's fantastic. <laughs> and then you, oh, my gosh. You, you follow up call or, a, you know, follow up email. My apologies. I meant to rephrase that <laughs> or something. So we're all human. We are. All human. We yeah. are for sure. Guilty, Guilty as charged. <laughs> so use the resources that are available to you definitely triple check get your emotions out with somebody else explain the scenario you know and it's really important that we are crystal clear in our communications but we're also considering others perspective because at the end of the day their perception really is key whether we wrote it right or not it's it's the way that they're perceiving it so we want to make sure that there's no room for error in that perception from us so we can't now, control it all, but we can do our best. Right. Well, grammar, Grammarly give you like an alternative way to say it or not really? They just do. Kind of if you like buy the premium, oh, which I haven't done. Please. If you buy the premium, it'll help you. Um, I haven't bought the premium. I'm just like, ooh, I need to go change something until that yellow goes away. So it helps right, you to right. get better versus just getting the answer all the time. It helps you to change out some of those keywords that make it you know, make that tone be not so great. Like you didn't do this. Instead, you could say this area of the application was not completed. Yes. And all of a sudden the yellow disappears. (laughs) So make the yellow disappear for to not pay for this. 
<laughs> That's a good tool though. Thanks, Nicole. I it is. It's a great tool. So I should uh, share that link with you, Dana. So everybody has it. So yeah, it's good. Perfect. Bye. All right. Well, thanks for taking the time today, Dana. I hope your legs are getting back to normal and you'll be back to your crazy running in absolutely no time. Yes. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. And I'm on the roll.